and welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the podcast. I am Chris Graham, and I have the pleasure of catching up with an old broadcast partner. If John remembers back in our days, John Leonard is joining me here. John, do you remember sitting with me um, in various locations at Kate Collins Field trying to broadcast Generals games about 100 years ago? I do. I, of course I remember that. It was 2009. 2009. Was, was like 100 years. Yep. <laughs> John Leonard is now, uh, he's, he's now, well, he's, he's, of course, he's all things Valley League. He's been all things Valley League forever and a day. But uh, you, the last, how long have you been working with the Valley League in an official capacity now, John? I was hired as their media relations director in 2019. 2019. Okay. Okay. This will be my third season because, well, no, 1920, my fourth, uh, we lost 2020. So yeah, that'll, that messes everything up these days. That throws everything off. I still think of 2019 as last year. So, um, uh, and it's 2022 now, obviously, um, so uh, Valley League play starts, and we're recording this on Friday, less than a week away, six days away with one game on Thursday night. Uh, uh, who, who's playing the first game? I have the schedule up here. Winchester is traveling to Strasburg to play there we on go. Thursday night. Love, I love the, the stadium at Strasburg, including the short porch and left field, and uh, they do a great job there with concessions and everything they do is, is a great job there. And then I know on Friday night next week um, – uh, my generals uh, used to be our general. Then have have a great. I love this opener. It should be every year. Generals and Braves should open every year, uh, and I'm glad that that's going to be the case this year. Among other games on Friday night, so a uh, good way to start the season. Um, John, uh, you know, I'll, I'll ask you this. I'm treading lightly here. Well, what are, what are you working on right now? I, and I kind of know what are you working on right now to get ready for the season. Don't give me all the all, all the details. Just give me the fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how fun it is, really. It's, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of work uh, to be involved, but uh, the big project right now is to get our brand new website up and running. Um, we hope to have it up uh, this weekend, or I, I haven't still haven't learned my lesson. I shouldn't give shouldn't give deadlines. Um, but then I'm also working on team previews and those uh, written and up on at least all things Valley League at this point, And they'll be on the new website as well. So those two really big projects right now. I know among the fun things at, at this stage of a season and preseason for Valley League is, is just that day when players arrive. Um, and and mm-hmm. I, I would guess for most teams that might be this weekend or early next week. Uh, but, but uh, you know, that that's always a fun time. The, the players arrive uh, in, in the cases where, and I'm sure that's the case across most of the league, they have host families. They meet their host families for the first time in some cases. Some cases they're coming back for a second or third year with a host family. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. always a fun time, though. Yeah, I've, um, I think most of the coaches and players are arriving this weekend or very, very early next week. So, yeah, it's fun. Like I know, for example, uh, Newmarket is having them meet the team um this this weekend i think tomorrow actually okay tomorrow. so a lot a lot of teams are doing things like that yeah and uh, you know we we were talking before we hit record it, it have we have to be cautious uh, uh rosters are in place and they're on the site and they'll be on the new site when it goes live but you know a lot of conferences are still especially the d1 conference is still finishing up their conference tournaments this weekend and, and then you have to worry about the you know the players who are uh ready for ncaa play which starts next week as well so Rosters uh, will be fluid for uh, the first couple of weeks of the season. That's that's always the case in summer baseball. It's it's they're fluid in the first couple of weeks, and I think they're they're fluid all summer long. Yeah. 
is is really how is how this works out. Uh, the general managers and the recruiters are literally working uh, almost year round on this, even during the season, to replace players. Uh, guys get other opportunities. Uh, their girlfriends want them back. Uh, you know, all kinds of stuff happens during the during the year. Coaches shut down players. Um, yeah, all yeah. Rosters are very fluid throughout the year. One thing that's fun about the Valley League is even though the games are only largely in June and July, a few playoff games in August, it's a year-round thing and, and in lots of ways. And I'll get you to talk about this too, but I'll throw in, I, I broadcast games uh, and have been doing so since 2013 um, on ESPN for uh, VMI primarily. Uh, and it's just fun looking around when I'm there in the press box and there are general managers from Valley League teams. They're looking at players either – either looking at them from a scouting perspective or just there to watch guys they already know are going to be coming and playing for them uh, in the summertime. And so, yeah, the, those folks are working year round. You're probably working a little bit year, uh, at least a little bit every, every week year round. Um, I don't think folks realize just how much work goes into these two plus months of, of summer baseball. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it is quite a bit more work that goes on behind the scenes. Um, you know, everybody gets to see the product on the field, but to get those kids there and, uh, yeah, that, and that recruiting process, uh, there, there are some recruiters in the league that they will travel all over the country and, and meet college coaches and meet the players and do tons of background research on these guys before they come. Um, it really is interesting talking to different guys about their, their experiences as recruiters. Yeah, I can't imagine how tough that is. Uh, and then, and you know, because the young men are living in your community for two months, and you want them to represent their the, the the coaches of from the schools want them to represent their school well, but you also want them as as the Valley League guys to represent your community well, uh, and also play baseball. Um, um, you you when did you start All Things Valley League? I started it in November of two thousand and six. Okay. What was your attraction? What, what was the motivating factor there? Well, I loved, I loved the combination of town baseball with the chance that these guys might go on to become professional players. So, so it sort of scratched my itch uh, of player development. So, you know, we have these tiny little communities uh, hosting these players and, and having these games. So it just, uh, I don't know, once I discovered it, and it's weird that I hadn't before then, but, you know, like 2005 and six, I was in with both feet and um, started, started going to games and writing and, and um, meeting the guys. And, and it's been all downhill from there, as they say. <laughs> you know, it's, it's still fun for me. It's been, a, it's been several years now since I've, I, I did five seasons of, of play-by-play on the rate on the internet radio for the generals. And, you know, as in the course of that, you're, you're seeing the names of every player in the league at some point uh, through those five seasons uh, who played during that time. And we're getting to a point now where the guys who cycled through between for me, for me it was 2009, and 2013, the guys who cycled through the league then um, for largely are, are kind of done now or, or close to the, their time being done either in minor league ball or major league ball. But whenever I hear a name that I remember from those years, Patrick Mazika hit a home run last week. He played for the generals yeah. in 2013, won a championship in 2013 with Waynesboro. You know, uh, you know I have sports center on the background when I'm working and I hear the name Patrick Mazika and, and immediately I turn to the TV. Um, <laughs> uh, I can imagine for you, you've been covering the league since the 2006. Um, 
uh, it's probably hard for you to, to because you you see so many names on a regular basis. Uh, you're so intimately familiar with 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 the, what they did here, their stats, what they were like when they were here, what they're what they've been doing since. Um, I'm sure you have those kind of moments all the time. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the best hitters that I've ever seen come through this league was Jason, Jason Kipnis back in 06 and 07 played for Covington and then went on to start Arizona state with a second round draft pick and went on to a very successful uh, major league career. Uh, he just had an article in the athletic uh, yesterday, Ken Rosenthal wrote about him and about how it appears his career might be over and I could just think back to those days outside the Turks old veteran stadium where I walked up to Jason and talked about his season. And we talked about his chances of being named MVP that summer. And uh, yeah, same thing. Uh, you know, Will Harris played in this league in 2003 and he's still active, albeit injured in the major leagues. Um, and now a lot of these guys are coaches and, you know, they're sending players to the league now. And um, it's just a generational thing. It just keeps like a ladder. It keeps working its way down. All that says is that we're getting older, John, is what that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's absolutely true. The guys we remember when they were, when they were here. Yeah. They're, they're, they're sending kids here now. That's, that's a sign. Yep. Of um, you know, one thing I like to tell people, John, all the time, you know, especially when I was more, more directly involved with the generals um, uh, for, for all those years, People would ask me, people who hadn't heard, somehow had not heard of Valley League Baseball would ask me, uh, well, what is that, like a local beer league or something or a softball league? And I would say, no, these, whenever you go to a Valley League game, this is, you know, maybe Mulber Stadium, maybe I'm not. You go to a Valley League game, there's 50, 55 players on the field, depending on how many guys on the roster are actually there that mm -hmm. night. I don't can't tell you which one of the guys there and either the two dugouts are on the field or batting or whatever else is going to be the guy, but at least one of those guys will be playing the major leagues in a few years. Um, and you get to access that for like five bucks. That's here in the Valley. That's that's you can't, you can't match that. And, and Chris, I did that research uh, a number of years ago and have mostly kept up with it. And what I, what I've discovered is that every, almost every single Valley League team has had at least one pro player from that team. Mm -hmm. um, so your odds of seeing someone that will go on to play in the minor leagues um, or, or even make the major leagues is actually uh, actually pretty, pretty high, the, the, that probability. And you can bring your lawn chair. You get hot dogs for what hot dogs should cost. Uh, you get soap, soft drinks for what a soft drink should cost. Um, and, yeah, you might even – I mean, I, I know this is the case, John. There are still some teams, I think the Stanton and Waynesboro teams among them, uh, I, I know from a local story, uh, who are still looking for host families. You can even have these kids live in your house. I've had that we, – we had uh, kids. We've had coaches live with us. And um, – we still keep up with those guys. That's 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 another fun part of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and most teams are still looking for host families. So if you if you live close by one of those teams and you want to do that, uh, reach out for sure. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, John and I are going to get back together uh, during the season uh, when we actually have games to talk about and guys to talk about, stats, pitchers who 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 threw great games or hitters who are on hot streaks. Uh, but we just wanted to get people uh, excited about the Valley League, uh, which uh, begins next Thursday. Uh, Winchester at Strasburg. Uh, for my local listeners, Stanton travels to Waynesboro on Friday, uh, among many games on the schedule for Friday. So 
Uh, and and before I forget, Sean, I'll get this bit of exciting news out. Won't be this summer, but next summer, a new team joining the league. That's true. Uh, the Culpepper Cavaliers will be joining the league as its 12th franchise in 2023. And we are very excited about that. Um, not only to have this new team, but to have an even number of teams in the league. That will make scheduling so much easier. Won't have to have an off night for everybody every time you're playing baseball games. That'll make scheduling a lot more consistent, won't it? Uh, Indeed. um, (laughs) Well, John Leonard, thank you so much for your time. I'll let you get back to the grist mill here. Really appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me, Chris. It was great to chat.